0: It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stauffer. <laughs> but it's the argument that everybody's making of, like, you know, let's throw all of these things to the side, and all these people who are out of work, oh, but yeah. um, the arts, hi, yeah, we're gone, essentially, we have to be, you know, and so all these people complaining about anything that they can, it's like, you know how you get really tired of that, and then you just go on Netflix and watch your show to make yourself feel better? It's not going to happen if we
1: don't get the arts back, so put your mask on and be safe. That's true, <laughs> like, that's true. Are you teaching still? Um, yeah, when I can. Okay. It's been it's been really cool. I mean, I'm i t- I'm telling you, like I'm not complaining because I'm just thankful and yeah blown away that I have been able to continue doing what I love. I did just finish um a project with Heartland High School. Um where is that? They're a new school, they're a recovery school and all of their students oh, are nice. overcoming substance abuse. So That's it's awesome. like a really special school. They put a lot of resources into the kids there. Yeah. They actually really need to tell people that it exists, so... Right. Maybe we should talk about it. Yeah, no, 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 let's, <laughs> let's really please special. do that, because yeah.
0: that would be amazing. It's a really special school. Is it like a charter, then?
1: <clears throat> I suppose that's what you could call it. I I guess so. Okay. It's not private. Like, not... It, is it part of... I don't know enough city? about it to, like... No, it's not. It's not. It's okay. definitely its own unique thing. Um, But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we should talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we need to
0: talk about this. Yeah. You are one of these people that I have... I look at your line of work, my line of work, and I think, why in the world have we not met up to this point? Like, so we can meet now. I know. (laughs) No, it is fun. We've met a lot of people for the first time through this podcast. That's cool. (laughs) Like, well, now you're my friend. You're stuck. Yeah. I think it's it's so cool. I love keep on finding out more people exist. This is like, wow. It's an interesting time to do it, too, because they're... I don't know. I, I think... The people have started to step out and be like, okay, so what do you do? Yeah, What do you do? I have a a meeting up with a friend tonight. He's a new friend, never met, and he just moved into town with his partner. He's like, I did a a couple of Broadway tours, and we moved to Columbus for work. just want to meet people. I'm like, okay, I'll be your people. So even in a pandemic, it's like,
1: I don't know what you do at all. I just, Dante was like, hey. (laughs) I all right, whatever. It's
0: okay. I think we need to have something called the six degrees of Dante. <laughs> no more Kevin Definitely. Bacon. Like, yeah. it is the six degrees of Dante Woodspikes. Everybody knows this man. And it's usually like one degree or two degrees. It's like, he just needs his own. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. I met Dante through here. He's friends with our friend Ken. Ben Do and this I went place? to. Mm-hmm. What is this place?
1: What is this
2: place? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is it's a very good question. This actually. is
0: Ben's business. So. Yep. Oh, um,
2: I, uh, I, we're a multimedia production company. We do TV commercials, uh, radio, stuff like that. Now it's streaming, is kind of the big thing streaming podcasts. Mm-hmm.
1: And ah, that kind of thing. so you're so. his client? Sort of. Kind no, of, we've known each other. Forever. We just go way back.
2: So, <laughs> I wanted her to start a podcast a while ago, and
1: <laughs> I she, laughed at him. And, and you were like, like, "I have a production company, so you have no excuse."
0: Basically, <laughs> basically yeah,
2: yeah. When yeah. we uh,
0: started, when you first started out, I helped out with commercials yeah. and voiceovers and stuff, and yep. just kind of like a go-to. I'll be your your girl person <laughs> when they need a girl person for Hi. things, but
2: that yeah. will come back at some point. But yeah, I mean, we're. You know, we, we did a whole bunch of commercials then and, you know, voiceover stuff. And, you know, it's been kind of going away from that now because people are tightening down on um, spending the things. Yeah. And, you know, but streaming, on the other hand, people are so used to sitting in front of a camera and talking all day long at this point that, like, oh, well, right. streaming's not that big of a deal
3: anymore. Right.
2: So, and, you know, kind of u- uniquely set up to do it. So, I push everybody that I know into doing a podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a so, pusher. I'm I'm like that too though. Every time people talk I just feel like it needs to be a reality show. And yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's so interesting. And that's yeah. it, well that's exactly where this came from. Because when he said, you know, just
0: pick a topic. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? yeah, what we what are we gonna about? talk about? It's like anything you want. Like literally anything. It could be like ostensibly yeah. this podcast is I guess alcohol themed. But, this it but it's not. Yeah. I mean
1: of. that's wow, I would not have Well that better reason to bring up
0: the school,
3: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it, you know, there's, I think it, that's just kind of where it started was like, yeah. let's just talk to people and hear their stories. Yeah. So Thanks. clearly you can see, I have notes and pages of things to ask you, like, no. <laughs> what's been the most, the, the coolest part about this is to hear the most interesting stories that people have. Like, we, we have no idea, we found out one of our guests was an Olympic rower. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: So. The other day, we talked to a, a woman who has been working as a costume. costume. I don't know what they She's a costumer
0: name. on Broadway. Costumer?
2: Or mm-hmm. does, she, does she, she doesn't make the costumes. She's not a builder, she's like but she person costumes who the actors manages on and Broadway. Like she's, and she's like had Lynn Melwell, Miranda hang out with her all the mm-hmm. time and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. It's She awful. said they had to so. kick him out of the, of the, the dressing room because <laughs> so. he would just hang out too much. No.
0: <laughs> but yeah we've I mean this is this is essentially what and that's how we met Dante and just to hear his story he came back on
2: yeah
0: back in June
2: yeah
0: um, but yeah, this is this is the gist and we're on it so okay, okay. Gabriel's here with us today. So tell us are you from Columbus? Did you grow up here?
1: Sort of I was born here okay, but um I lived other places until I was 12. okay, yeah, and then this was home. Uh, home is a relative term. Okay. Um, I actually came here through children's services. Okay. So it's not like the it's not like the happiest reason. Right. I've got one of those dark pasts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I came here through the through children's services and kind of hopped around. So home has always been a very relative term. Right. Um, but I would say now it's I'm stationary for now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, although I really love to travel. I think there's a really a lot of amazing things happening in Columbus. I used to want to get out of here so bad. Yeah. I lived in Jersey also. I lived in different places. Yeah. For other reasons, not not because of foster care. Yeah. Um, So. But this is. This is where I'm at now. And I think it's like right for me right now. I think it's a really interesting place for artists to be. And I want to help. I want to help keep making things happen. I think right. some cool things are happening.
2: Yeah. It I mean, kind of feels like the front line in a lot of ways. You know? like Yeah. You know, it kind of feels like a lot of things are happening here.
1: I feel like yeah. that. I don't know if it's because I'm biased, because it's my city. Yeah. But I really <laughs> do yeah. feel like this is a special place full mm-hmm. of yeah. a lot of talent. And mm-hmm. I kind of am glad now that I'm here.
0: It's grown, too. I mean, within like the last decade that's what i feel like is that things are people and events and and groups are coming out of the woodwork That
3: yeah
0: oh my gosh you're you're here yeah this is our town you're you're here yeah but we're even hearing it from we have a a guest of ours that moved from he he was in a band for years and then he played on broadway in pit orchestras and then his wife got a job at the limited so they're there they're here now he's like this is a great town yeah Granted, he moved here, like, five days before the pandemic hit, so he's not saying a whole lot yet, but, (laughs) (laughs)
2: like... Well, I feel like a lot of people, like, if they haven't been to Ohio before come here and they're like, wow, there's a lot going on here, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people who live here know that, and, you know... Yeah, I think it's
1: a good balanced place, because you've got Ohio, it's got a lot of farmland, but it's got a lot of city. Yeah. So I think it's a really cool... Place to be. Do you like Cincy or Cleveland? Are you a fan of either? Uh, I haven't been there too often to make too much of an opinion. Yeah. Um, it's. The, I went to Cleveland to see the Cavaliers for the first time. Okay. Um, like, I think earlier... At the at the end of last year, maybe, or okay. I don't remember when. <laughs> when is basketball season? I don't, even I don't know. I just wanted to go to an. And I've been wanting to see a real basketball game since Space Jam. How so, was, oh, <laughs> so nice I just wanted jam. to go. Gateway, I didn't even care who's playing. Basketball. It was just like whatever.
3: Yeah.
0: I never saw that movie. What I think that okay so I think we were just a little old when it came out. It. What? <laughs> when did it come out? Oh, I don't believe you're 95? as old as you keep hinting. I I feel very old. I've been it, homeschooling all week, so I feel like I'm. Ninety-seven, <laughs> ninety-five. 95? let me
2: Google.
0: So we would have been in high school. Yeah. What? Yeah.
2: Did you know that the elementary. Space Jam website is actually still up and it is what? one of the oldest known websites Why do you know aquarium?
0: that? Because it's bad. I,
2: <laughs> like, I, why <laughs> do you even know I that? That's so notch. random. I am very weird. I'm silly. Because yeah. that
0: was... Well, I remember it later because I worked for COSI and we did a traveling program about space and we always played a song to like jazz up the kids and they all knew it. Everybody get, get up and down again. get
1: huh.
2: That was the... Quad City DJs, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow.
1: See this? This is an interesting character you have here. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Why does he know What, that? what... I am
2: excellent at trivial pursuits. Yeah, what knowledge he doesn't have, I might have
1: in my nogs. So, yeah. it, it's bad. We're but bad I'm also together. a
2: very stupid person, too. <laughs> Stop so, it. um, It's okay.
1: I have, like, the same, like, duality thing. I sound like an old, wise woman. <laughs> yeah. And then I, like, yeah. a seven-year-old... <laughs>
2: Like you need same to explain way. things very basically yeah.
1: sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I'm the same way. No. Yeah. 1996.
2: I was one year old. So off. we were
1: sophomores. Yeah, I was in fourth grade when it came out.
0: That was a that was a big hit though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was a huge. Hit. Yeah, because they didn't come They're out with Michael a lot of great... Jordan in
2: it, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who else was the star power in that? Wasn't there somebody else? Bill
2: I think Bugs
1: Bunny was the other.
2: <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Daffy Duck. Top billing. Yeah. Lola. Yes. Lola
1: Bunny. <laughs> feminine power. Which... Was that the girlfriend? Yeah. She was yeah. the cool girl bunny who could play basketball. I not mean, wanted yeah. to be a cool girl who could play basketball. Right. Did you play basketball? I did. Did you? I did. I thought, I was I thought <laughs> it was good. I thought it was good. I was actually, I, I was pretty good at everything I tried. Yeah. It was annoying. Did children. you do other sports? Um, well, I actually went to a school that didn't have sports. Uh-huh. so I, I, I had one year where I actually went to a school that had sports and they had a basketball camp and I enrolled in that. But I had this weird complex when I was younger that I started to develop, which really I had to really overcome mm-hmm. um, still in my adult years that I didn't I felt bad if I was good at stuff in mm-hmm. front of people because like, yeah, just it's, there's reasons, right, right. But like
0: the humility versus.
1: I think no, it was just actually because I was the only black kid, so oh, I, I got to this place where there were some times where um someone actually asked me not to be good at stuff. Oh, and I literally remember like being about to cross the finish line and then like slowing down so they could pass me. And then like oh, I gosh. asked I had someone ask me, um, and that wasn't because I was black. That was just because I kept winning, and I was annoying my friend. <laughs> so it, 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 it just, like, it put this put but thing in my head yeah. that was like, oh, people will get mad at you if you keep winning, and that, which, which is a bummer because mm-hmm. I love winning. But then yeah. later, it was like, hey, don't audition for this play because you're going to ruin it because you're black and you're on stage with us. And, and I'll just, oh I remember, like, in that moment, I just kind of was like, oh. And I think from then, I began to, like, do weird things, like, even pretend, I even pretended that I couldn't sing when I was called on to audition, like, you sing, I was like, ah, and I remember singing and realizing that people were watching and throwing the no, and, like, just sabotaging myself throughout Mm. most of my childhood, and just feeling like, uh, it just, yeah, even when I got into high school, it was like, I remember feeling pretty, and then suddenly, like, realizing that girls don't always want you to be pretty, and, I remember not wearing makeup so that I wouldn't be too pretty. Like, I mean, I just had this thing, this, like, bullying thing was like, you can't be great, you can't be pretty, you can't be this. For different reasons. Yeah. And sometimes it was because I was black, but other times it was just, like, so it was, like, different lies that I believed, Mm -hmm. which have played a lot into who I am now and why I am, the personality I am, Mm -hmm. why I, like, love working with youth and making them feel like they can do anything. And um, it's because I realized that A lot of things come against us when Mm -hmm. we're young, and I see a lot of adults running around um, just, like, shaming themselves into, like, this little box. Yeah. And I guess it's, like, my favorite thing to do now is just, like, continue to break out of my box and help other people break out of theirs.
0: I think that that's so much more empowering for youth to hear that you've gone through it, too, and that you continue to do it. Those things don't just
1: go away. No, I told someone the other day, like, I was helping them – Cause I don't know, I don't know like what you guys even know about me at all. You, I don't think you know very much. And I don't
0: know very much. This is why I'm so excited. It's like so but one of the things, focus. like I'm
1: a creative coach, yeah. uh, so and I'm also just like um, a, f- a friend to young yeah. people. And so there's another person who's in this field. They're around my age, and they're struggling with things that I've struggled with. And I'm like, look, I'm still learning to be vulnerable in my music and do mm-hmm. it for me and believe that that's enough. I'm still, you know, yeah. overcoming these traumas or these temptations. Uh, as a woman and as a black person and as like just someone in this field. And mm-hmm. it's as a,
2: a lot. Creative, it's as really a
1: creative, yeah. I yeah. think there's different levels to the things mm-hmm. that come yeah. against you, but I definitely think everyone has things that come against them. Yeah. absolutely. You know, I think about my, so my husband started
0: off. We, he's now a, a business guy, like all numbers. I don't get any of it. Sorry, hon. Um, <laughs> but
2: yeah, both, at home, he's like, oh.
0: He knows. No. He'd be like, yes, yeah, screw it. I don't understand it. I don't get what he does. We both talk to each other about our jobs, and it's like, you lost me at today, I, everything else. But he started off at Otterbein as vocal vocal music, or uh, vocal performance. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, got the word that he wasn't good enough. Quit. Quit completely. Didn't sing anymore. Mm. Didn't really even sing for fun, ever. Like That sucks. And it's just, it's one person saying... Yeah. one toxic thing that takes you to believe like oh I guess I'm not that good no. and how many adults walk around and I, I met several that are like oh, you know I acted forever when I was a yeah. kid but I just don't think I'm good enough to do it it's like no you can still do it you can yeah. still try it yeah
1: and that's but like you said in those youth years where yep. you yeah Brene Brown calls them art scars <laughs> Ooh,
3: that's,
0: she, really that's really, really good. good
1: She, I love I love Brene Brown yeah. I, should, I have her in my phone, like her Audible, or, you know series. Yeah. And she talks a lot about vulnerability and um, fear and and she calls them art scars. This is, and they like usually happen that. in our youth. Uh huh. Um, and there's just that moment where you were free, you were expressing yourself freely, and someone came mm-hmm. along and Step told up. you it wasn't good yeah. enough. And yep. you know, you just carry that into adulthood. And she talked about how many middle-aged people are just walking around with art scars. Oh, yeah. and I, was just yeah, like, I mean, like, wow. literally, I
2: think you say art scars, and, like, I think, for me, anyway, it conjures up a very specific memory. Of, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I'm sure that's probably... What was your art scar? Uh, without getting too far into it, uh, just... <laughs> this is going will... to turn into
1: a big therapy. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you guys. You, should, you <laughs> should come <laughs> to my vocal lessons. They People always oh, well. end up crying. Oh, I'll be there. We always, we always end up crying because it's, like, why am I afraid to use my voice? Why can't I hit that note? Why am I so Why am I shaking? I'm just trying to sing and mm-hmm. there's like I've always been silent and yeah. it's it's like a sacred space. Like I'm laughing yeah. now but it's actually like That's mining awesome. for your yeah. gift. Is a sacred space because yeah. it's going to bring up all the reasons why you haven't believed in yourself and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Total. So, but yeah. yeah, what's your trauma? Oh, back to that. Okay. <laughs>
2: I was hoping maybe we skirted past it. No, uh, I mean like just being told. Like I mean, I I, I drew since I was like a child, like a, the youngest child, and like I love drawing stuff and and that kind of thing. And now my phone's going off, but um, you know, but at some point people in my life told me that you can't have a career doing that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And that that's not a, a viable way to go. And I need to start taking realistic things more seriously and, you know, kind of get my head out of the clouds and, and, you know, this, I mean, that happened a lot. Um, and I mean, there's specific, specific instances that, that came up, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, and it's like, yeah, you get that drilled into you enough times. Yeah. And,
3: mm-hmm.
2: You know, I still went to an art school and everything like that, but oh, it, sweet, know, but I mean, You know self-loathing artist in the sense that like you know you just kind of constantly it's never good enough you Mm -hmm. look at everybody Mm -hmm. else's stuff and say it's not as good as theirs that's heartbreaking yeah i mean it's it's hard but i get it
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i i'm
0: the daughter of a professional opera singer so I never felt like my voice was ever going to be
1: up Oh, bottom. no, I want to hear you sing. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I will, I will, we'll do it afterward. So I will come take a lesson from you. Seriously. You no, have a
0: beautiful singing voice. Thank you. Uh, I've heard I you. Never feel, but I never feel that, though. I always feel constantly like this is wrong or this is going to crack or this is not where I want it to
1: be. That's part of singing, though. It's literally like it's like saying I can't lift 50 pounds because my arms are going to shake. Like, well, duh, at first. See, this yeah. is what I need to
2: take a voice. Yeah. Yeah. I can't power lift some, you know, yeah. the way. Well, yeah. well but to, to, be, to be fair, when I
0: started in college, and I did go to the college that my mom taught voice Whoa. at, which I did not take from her. I wow. never took a lesson from her. But people assumed that because she birthed me, suddenly I had was this. a lot of pressure. My teacher taught me nothing. Yeah. Like, I graduated from college, and even my mom was like, she didn't talk to you about this? She never talked to me about it? Not it's to fault her, but yeah. she the assumption being that the, yeah. this this heavenly voice of this woman, oh well there's her spawn. Surely it's the right. same thing. No, it's not. Yeah. I went into acting to be so far from opera. That's not far at all. But yeah.
2: I mean far from opera is right. I'm going far away. I'm gonna try to out stage. for this music. Hilarious.
3: <laughs>
0: but I did that was the thinking it was like I will never be good as mom. So I'm not going to go into musical theater. I'm going to go into acting. Oh. Well, did you love acting? Or did you do? I acting? still do. It's what I teach now. So Sweet. But it's... How that, cool. That to me was far enough away. It's really not. But...
3: Yeah.
0: I guess in our house it was. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it is. The, that's... It's so painful. And why do people feel that singing is the one thing that can be criticized?
1: You know? That is annoying. Even, like, it is super annoying. Even, honestly, like, I feel that way about, in general, like, music is the one thing that's criticized, especially, even, like, morally, and, Mm -hmm. like, we have such a high standard for these, like, teenagers. Right. And we, like, bully them. Uh We're like, anti-bullying, anti-cyberbullying, but then we, like, lift up these teenagers to these pedestals, and we we tear them down and say that they're ruining the nation. I'm like, bro, they're... Literally, kids, yeah. and you're doing, you're, you're tearing them down, and they're turning yeah. them into what you say that it like. should be. And yeah. I, just, I feel like the way that way about music. Like, there's this pressure on people who create music, like as if. It's, it's weird, because mm-hmm. I'm in different things. I do yeah. photography, I do art, I do oh, all these nice. other things, but it's only music that gets attacked. Like, oh, your lyrics, are they this? Or, like, are, are you going to turn too trashy? Or It's like every little thing is, is I'm like, well, you don't look at someone who's a carpenter and ask right. them if they're making church pews right? or, or yeah. regular chairs and say right. that that defines yeah. who they are. It's just a weird thing. I think it's Imagine not fair.
2: Imagine a TV show where people are, instead of judging, like singing like a competition they're they're judging like you know someone's paintings or something like that yeah or, or no it, one it does like, that would be, nobody
1: would, would do it that horrible. it's not fair no I'm like everything that's is singing, art yeah. but singing is like you can't that's it's not no, a little standard. pitchy on that
2: one sorry you know, yeah.
1: Like, yeah and I get it yeah. because obviously like you want it to be a certain level of excellence but it's just in every way that it's it's it someone's voice too so yeah. that's a very personal thing mm-hmm. and so I think we should just be more careful. Yeah.
0: It's awful and seeing a lot of what I do in my work is getting kids ready for college and seeing the amount of work that they have to go in. I just worked with one girl this <laughs> afternoon she's like I just recorded my four dance pieces for the audition and I have my four songs to record and then we'll do our three monologues. This is what she's doing for a college audition and just the pressure that they're putting yeah. there and yet even still yeah. knowing well, thank you to the 500 of you that auditioned. Yeah. These are the 16 we're taking. Yeah. That, I mean, that kind of pressure from minute one.
1: Yeah. To go into a career field where it's like, ha, good luck. It's just hard because I think like with any form of expression um, and not just seeing, mm-hmm. I think it's the ones like, those people don't understand sometimes. Like you have to be so vulnerable already. So to, to add pressure to that, this is why you see so many celebrities I'm very passionate about celebrity culture, um, but it's, like, this: you see people spinning out of control and making yeah. terrible decisions, and, like, you guys are just, like, just de- trying to devour them and use their lives as mm-hmm. entertainment, like, and right. it's, like, it's just, and my heart is always, like, breaking, to be honest, for that stuff, because it's just. They're still people. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's
0: still Normal
2: people who use the bathroom and brush their teeth. Well, like you know, at at CCAD, the first year that I went was, I was kind of the last class that went through what they called like um, freshman boot camp kind of thing, and and a lot of it was basically just getting used to critique and like you know Mm -hmm. being able to have somebody you know kind of you know stand there and kind of tear your work apart and not get too emotional about it
3: and. Mm
2: if it's something that's you know like uh i mean and it, it served me in the sense that like you know as a you know professional like yeah okay you, you kind of need to have somebody say oh this isn't right and mm-hmm. you go oh okay why isn't it right let me fix it yeah you know but there's also something like where you know just the critique in general can get i don't know it could be hard to take for it's some so people. hard yeah, i just got critiqued for, um,
1: yesterday over yeah. a show that i was doing it's a experimental show okay um, yeah. It was a, a, it was great. It was sold out, but all the people were like people I like knew. So I was like, you know what, this has been a crazy year. I mean, we are overcoming so much grief and mm-hmm. so much change. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna use this show as an opportunity to experiment and grow as an artist. Yeah. I I did that on purpose. Like right. usually it's more planned. It's always for other people. It's always for like festivals. It's always like a concise plan. But I wanted to go back into developing myself as an artist and do it with an audience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I kind of already knew it would be messy and I even warned people, yeah. but I still had to, and everyone's like, oh, it's so good. I'm so glad to know you. But there's like a person who they just are more like, they didn't know all that stuff. They didn't know it was supposed to be that. Mm. So they had a lot of op- opinion on all the parts that were messy. And it's so hard for me to be like, look, bro, you're not the one on stage. Yeah. I had to up. just remember, like, yeah. I, this is good feedback. Mm-hmm. And even though I already knew that it was mess and I already was being vulnerable, knowing that I had to learn as I go, I, it's hard to hear this right. and to know that you saw it too. But I can't begin offended because I have to realize that every time I'm putting myself out there, I am welcoming people's perspectives, right. and I can't always guard. Like I can't always get, uh, guard myself from them. And it's just, like hard. I was just like frozen, like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, thank, mm, oh. thank
0: that's good. I'll take that. Yes. I knew all of that, but if
1: I say that I knew all of that, then I'll look like I know it all. And I'll look like I'm not humble. So <laughs> I have to just smile and be like, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I hope you come to the next show. I'll take that in mind. <laughs> it's like hard. My stomach was
0: turning. I was like, get me out of here. Is it more the rejection or is it more hearing what you know, but you just don't want somebody to hear it
1: or to say it? Uh, it's more of like, I know it, but I'm cringing realizing that you saw it because okay. I'm already so self-aware because right. we're, we're our worst critics, right? Mm-hmm. So to know, like, you, you love those people. I mean, I want honest feedback, but it's always refreshing when I think I yeah. sh- did a terrible job and then someone's like, what are you talking about? Oh my God, I loved it. I'm like, oh, thank God. that I means I can still be working on it. Right. But then when someone's like, oh yeah, I totally realized you talked too much uh-huh. right there. Or I totally realize like that song, the end there, I'm like. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that you was did. so planned. Oh. So planned. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah. I'm uh, thank uh, you. I'm definitely growing, so I appreciate you still coming to my shows. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We did we did a porch. This is so funny to bring this up, because
0: now my art scars are starting to <laughs> they're starting to beat within themselves. They're we pulsing. Did, <laughs> blah, blah. We did this show, like a front porch show, which was really cool. Um I had not sung in front people since um January, February. So to get up in June and to sing yeah. already felt like intimacy. And at the end of the song, I could just hear I was not hitting the notes. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's lean back on our acting. Just turn it emotional. <laughs> Didn't work with everybody.
3: <laughs> but it worked with some.
1: Worked with a couple. Good job.
0: But <clears throat> hey, I think exactly. on the five. Good job. That's a true performer. Sure. Oh, my gosh. What is your favorite thing to sing? Like style, genre, or artist, or um, song? I can't, I'm not going to ask you what is your favorite song to sing. That just doesn't seem fair.
1: It's not fair. Okay. I have a few, but I, I love to sing my own original stuff the most because that's why I make it, is mm-hmm. to share it. Um, My favorite, t- I have two favorite songs right now that I have. One is called Dimples. Aww. And it's about people with dimples. Aw and I always wanted to. <laughs> yeah it's a it's an obnoxious song I love it it's so funny when did you write it? like I wrote it I uh, have I've only, I wrote it like last year and then I've only performed it just a couple times because there hasn't been yeah. many opportunities but it's always a hit people think it's hilarious <laughs> where did it spawn from? Um, well it's funny because I was doing ComFest last year and I was like I want to like get people we were doing the jazz stage because I love jazz music yeah. I'm actually like a like a genre fluid type person, I actually love to make uh, electronic music because I'm a producer and I love this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think in my journey of just like exploring music, mm-hmm. um, I found I kind of just stumbled upon the genius of jazz and how it doesn't yeah. really fit within any genre to be mm-hmm. honest. It's amazing, and Someday. I I realized it was I loved it as yeah. therapy and as an expression. So I, I just sometimes just do jazz, um, but I try to forget to forget my other roots mm-hmm. and so. I was doing a jazz show on the jazz stage at ComFest, my favorite stage. And I was like, I got to get people to come to my stage. Uh, why should they come? And I was like, hey, make sure you come because we're this and we're this and we all have dimples. And then I was like, ooh, let me find a song to put on the commercial. Mm-hmm. And I was like, people don't make songs about dimples. They don't. I can't say I should one. make one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. I'm, try- I'm literally racking my
0: brain of... I have a
1: lot of useless song knowledge in my head. I found one song when I was looking. It was like, it wasn't about dimples, but it had one line. And it was like some old song a long time ago. It was like, you got dimples in your jaw. I think I know that one. Girl, I love the way you walk. And I was like, dimples, I got this. So I made like an old, like a kind of funky, fun dimples song. And I love it. It's so funny. And you write. Yes. You write music. Yeah.
0: That's always always been like i'm amazed by people that can write music i just maybe i didn't have the patience for it <laughs> i have a i have a good ear but mm-hmm. i just don't read music well i can't
2: it seems like a superpower to me honestly. it does to me it too it genuinely does like i i mean i love music and i can dissect music but produce it it I takes patience.
1: It. I think yeah. I've always been, like, I can hear the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, and then I have to go back and figure out how to get there. Right. Yeah. So you you hear
0: it first, and then you it. I hear it, and later. then I just,
1: like, tell people how to do it. Oh, that's good. I don't even, like, technically, like, compose it, like, note by note. It's more yeah. of, like, I have to find the notes. Everything's by ear, for the most part. Right. I have some knowledge, but... Mostly I just have to like teach it
2: to the band. Be like,
1: yeah. Right here you play Please. the sax. Da, I'm like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I like sing it and then they yeah. play it. And, you know,
2: just... What do you start with? What's your.
1: It depends. Yeah. I just. It doesn't matter. I can start with words or can start with music. Yeah. And then the other song I really love is called Grateful. And it's it's another favorite of like the audience favorite. And it's about my apartment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how much it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. But it's so funny. It's yeah. just a really yeah. funny story, yeah. like about yeah. like his terrible apartment that I had, and how I realized <laughs> I should be grateful anyways.
3: <laughs>
1: so I don't know. I really love writing about things that are not like mainstream, right? That you don't expect to I hear. I love him. He loves me. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like sure, that's fun. But I guess I I wanted to challenge myself that if I came out in music, like back out in mm. music. Mm-hmm. I say back out because there was a time where I was in music before and I took a really long break. Yeah. Um, that I would definitely be true to myself. That's awesome. Do you find
0: that you wake up randomly with songs in your head and then you have to, like, record it? Or does it just kind of come sporadically? Or do you sit down and, like, actually take time to create? Um,
1: both. There's been a lot. I, I had a huge point in my life in between that break I just mentioned where I was not and could not create and that was mm-hmm. the hardest part time of my life. Mm-hmm. And there was many art scars there. Yeah. Um, and from there when I started creating again it, be- it came so slow that it was like hard. It was like torture. I felt like mm-hmm. I'd never write again. I felt like I just couldn't. And I had to learn to produce also which like you said mm-hmm. is a tedious thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing all that. And I think like um, just picking myself back up and starting from scratch and becoming my own band before I expected anybody to play with me right. and becoming like learning all the technical stuff as well as mining for my own gift. That's kind of how I became a teacher is because mm. uh, the trauma that I went through that made me not want to create again and like kind of blocked me even like I think you chemically change. Mm-hmm. And I had to like rewire my brain to create again. That yeah. was like a long process. Literally, like, I had to, and I don't say that lightly, I mean, like, I literally got neuroscience books and learned about my brain wow. and, and learned about my trauma because mm-hmm. I had been through so much, like, um, trauma in my life, you know, just the past, like, I briefly mentioned foster mm-hmm. care system, yeah. Um, and I know you like fun tidbits to know about like people's past and stuff and like, the stuff that they've done, so I, uh, I have stuff like that, like, yeah. I, um, by the time I was. 15 I was signed to Sony Records oh my gosh wow. <laughs> yeah so when you were telling me all the stories, I was like oh I have something too
2: <laughs> real, like that's when I lived that's in Jersey awesome. and I traveled okay. I
1: toured like yeah I toured um, At 15. by the time I was 15 I was signed by the time it was like gosh. 17 we put out an album with my band um and we were on TV we had a reality show oh, wow. we had we had a reality show we were I was in we were top 200 billboard charts like it was really a real thing. Real like thing. I was yeah. actually living out there in Hollywood and um, making an appearance at awards yeah. um, and just living the life as a teenager.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, and and after and but during all that and after that, so much happened, which I think. You know, I try not to, like, focus too much on that, but I know ultimately as I do things in the present, I think it becomes more relevant. Mm-hmm. But I try not to just talk about the past for no reason. Which right, right. is really hard because for it a is. while that kind of marked me and that's all I had. And that mm-hmm. was, like, kind of like the overshadowing mom feeling you had. Mm-hmm. It was, like, great, this is what I did when I was a teenager and I'll never do anything right. important as an adult. That's it. I hit my peak and it's downhill. Yeah. And I kind of felt like also, like, without all the resources that I had with people in my pockets and people you know, managing me and driving me and having these connections, like, how? who am I? Mm-hmm. I don't have that, and I just have me, and yeah. to, to write for me again without people telling me what's hot, I had so much anxiety, so that was a big, mm-hmm. like, to sum wow. it up in a tiny yeah. summary, it was really hard for me to write again, and to find out, like, to feel my own worth, and so I tried mm-hmm. to, and the funny thing is, like, when I, I do youth mentorship in schools and do, like, whole songwriting workshops and mm-hmm. stuff, and basically I'm just trying to, like, provide them with tools that will help them find their self-worth and help them communicate with each other mm-hmm. and the world around them, Yeah, and those tools are what I felt like I lost, so it's like, this is the one thing I need to mm-hmm. find myself again, and I yeah. can't even use them because they're contaminated, they're broken, right. they were, like, repurposed for this industry that mm-hmm. pretty much ate me alive and I was just very young and I didn't have anybody to lean on when I came back I didn't have a family like healthy family so it was just like I shouldn't be here to be honest and Mm. I think just the honestly my faith honestly my faith is a huge only reason and just like my faith in God and my like just deep need to just believe that it's still worth doing mm-hmm. and not thinking that it was gonna go anywhere. Right. I did not even think, I just thought it was whack. And I kinda felt like anybody who did figure out, anybody who did still know my past kinda like, they were pretty sure I was washed up too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm just doing this for me, you guys. Just Never showing anybody, sweet. it's all good. Oh, yeah. But you know, the truth, the cool thing is when you do use your gifts, mm-hmm. you begin to see your self-worth because mm-hmm. it's impossible to not. I think it's like you come alive and when you come alive and you finally create something that, you know, speaks to you, you can't help but want to share it because you wonder if there's anyone else that speaks to it. And I think that kind of just happened. Mm -hmm. And then when I became a vocal coach, um, I think like my students inspired me so much because they were looking at me like, what are you doing with your life? And I was just, like, teaching you to do something yours. <laughs> and I, it, it, was, it wasn't too long yeah. before I realized I was a big hypocrite and that maybe God's cool, brilliant strategy was to get me to see myself in these kids and to realize that I'm not done. Yeah. And so I, I realized I didn't want to stop teaching, and I didn't want to stop pursuing my dream. And mm-hmm. then I realized, oh, my gosh, that's this thing that we do with, with ourselves in the world. We like, we like, There's this popular saying, like, those who can't do, teach. And I'm like, that is so it's... oppressive mm-hmm. because you're just assuming – that at some point you stop, you stop. going you're no, after your you're dream. You're no longer relevant. Exactly. Yeah. You stop yeah. going after your dream. Like there's an age limit on dreams or right. something. You, yeah. you, you've expired. Uh-huh. And now you're only good for helping the next more worthy generation. We worship the youth. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm. how about I'm not done yet with myself, but as I go, I take people with me. How about yeah. that? And I'm never stopping. That's I'm not going to teach these kids that their time's running out. I'm not going to teach them to worship their, their a certain age or to mm-hmm. play into this t- this. Oh my gosh! Like by the time I was early 20s, I thought I was too old. By the time I was nine, I thought I was too old. I know that sounds crazy, but I've been so obsessed. Like yeah. I remember watching. It's just like, it, it shows you how it's an illusion because mm-hmm. maybe you might believe me if I said okay, mid 20s is too old. But no, by the time I was nine, I I saw someone who was eight on Showtime at the Apollo, and she was so amazing. I was like your pastor friend. Yeah, I was like, oh, I missed it's it. It's all over. It's <laughs> Done. And I think just to show you how crazy that is. Yeah. It's imagine that it's just as crazy for us to say that we're done. And when you look at the truth of like some of the people we admire and that when they didn't even get started until their late 30s, mm-hmm. 40s, 50s, yep. and you're like, "Whoa. That's I've been possible. playing myself yeah. and waste and 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 missing out on on what's possible for me and you just got to get out the trap, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at. Now I'm just like yeah. Loving pouring in, I always want to make time for that. It's, um, some of it is just like from my heart, mm-hmm. especially when I was just starting out. No one knew who I was. I could barely get paid doing it. Now yeah. I actually can live off of it, yeah. which gives me more time to create. And that's the dream. Mm-hmm. And when you can provide, I mean, I'm still working on that part, but yeah. when you can learn to do that along the way, that's where you get freedom. That's where you, you don't need some record label because you're like, nope, I don't need you to get my music heard, right. you know? Well,
0: and it's your music that's heard instead of some semblance of what you originally created. Oh, yeah. Missed. No, we were not.
1: I wasn't even doing what I wanted anymore at a point. It was yeah. sad.
0: That's uh, honestly, I love that because that's how I teach, too, is that I'm not a good enough teacher if I'm not studying my own craft and Amen. if I'm not performing. And if I'm it, sometimes it's a little out of control. Because I'm like, I don't feel relevant. I need work. I need to do something. Somebody give me. So there was a point where it's still one of the most scary experiences I've put myself through in the last three years. I wrote a play. Oh, cool. Not really. I feel totally about it now. He's read it. And it's one of those things, like, it's a great starter. And then I opened it up to a bunch of people. And then I got feedback, and now I'm, like, so overwhelmed yeah. with how to change it and how to make it that I'm yeah. almost scared of it still.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, but um, part of it is... That's so honest. Do you have <laughs> to change it? Do you yes. want to change it? And yes. in what ways? Because, like, sometimes, know. like, I mean, I can come to you and give you my opinion, but right. who, who, who am I? It's your thing. And you that's, and, I mean, I that's it. That that's... There's
0: there's part of me that's like, I would love to collaborate with somebody on this yeah. that could just help me out of yeah. this. Yeah. Thing. That
1: can be legit, too. It depends. Yeah. But then again,
0: do I want somebody to take what?
1: That's the battle, yeah. Battle. Like,
2: that's what Hollywood does. Mm-hmm. They take an idea that one person has and they distill it, distill it, and distill they dilute it, and it it. Mm-hmm. thousands and it's thousands of people that. have worked on this finished. Well, you to find just looks, a
1: friend yeah. that's yeah. passionate like you. I do. Who can respect?
0: But me. it scares me. I mean, it's something new at age I, I, 38 be, that I decided why to. Why do. Why did you make that face? When you said 38. Stop that. Because I'm 40 now. That's <laughs> about two years ago. Oh, I was doing the math in my well, head. Well, what,
1: what happens painful. when I'm getting that
0: age? I don't remember your face. I'm going to no! I think that, but, but that's what I'm seeing. It's terrible to be that age, yeah. apart, All but, that. <laughs> we, just, we just turned 40. And honestly, awesome. besides Woo! the wretched year that you we turned amazing, 40 You look amazing, by the way. In, thank you. It's, it's nice to be in this new, like, <laughs> so many people that are older than us have said, I loved my 40s. Amen. It was a time that I was most creative. I was most
1: that's efficient.
0: Awesome. And you kind of forget the crap. See,
1: now I'm excited. See? And then, of course, <laughs> then I
0: had a friend that's like, but wait till the 50s. They oh suck. My I'm my like, you're am Sorry for you. That was Dino. Shocker. Yeah. Well,
2: that's his MO. Love you, Dino.
0: Stop talking about age. But
2: that's,
0: I think that that is part of it too, is that there is not an age limit on creating. Now, yeah, if you are a ballerina, unfortunately, there's a point in time where, yeah, you can't do what your body is. Exactly. To, and that's realistic. Yeah. You know, but there's getting to the idea for me as an actor, like, mm. there are roles that I will never do.
1: Annie, probably not going to happen.
0: <laughs> just saying.
1: You but could now, be the really terrible. Oh, I would love to. That is a dream role. That is a
0: dream role. But now there's this space of, like, I can age into this character. Yeah, That I fit this character better than I ever would have before. And that's yeah. the meaty role. There's yeah. also the part of me that's like, why do we have to make everybody 20 years old? Can yeah. we look yeah. a little more
1: ahead? Well, you know, and
2: ladies get the short end of that stick for sure. Yeah, guys are able to play a lot broader range, right? And, right. And that's right. too. But, right. Yeah. Like,
1: like I was just watching The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. and I realized like Hugh Jackman's playing this guy, and that his the girl who who's like having a crush on him. She's like yeah. in her early 30s. Mm-hmm. I was like. How unfair is that? And he gets to be the hot, whatever. I'm like, you're like 50. And I have no problem. He's in his 50s. I love the movie, but I just, just, it just hit me Mm because I was looking it up. I was like, oh, I love this movie so much. I'm going to look it up again, you know? And I was like, she's 34. And I was like, and she was suitable to be his love interest. I was like, that's,
2: oh, it's women. That's less of a film issue and more of an issue with like the industry, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, the, the industry is like, Oh, well, you it's know just Hugh how Jackman it is. still looks great. He's, all yeah, men
1: do. You know, They're 55. just more distinguished. Right. They just yeah. age gracefully. And you could
2: easily get somebody who's there right. and, like, but yeah. that's, that's not, And
1: that's how you feel as a woman, yeah. and that's uh-huh. what we have to fight for our yeah. worth all the
0: time. It is. We were yeah. talking, I was just in an acting workshop, and the guy who's a professional actor just kind of listening in, and he was talking about, you know, what do you wear during a film audition? What looks the best? He's like, you know what? We, we guys have it pretty easy. You know, just a nice shirt. A shirt you feel nice in. Right. As far as shaving, if you're not shaved on your resume, it's okay. They may ask you. Don't worry about it. Then he goes, women have it significantly harder. I'm sitting there on the screen going,
2: nodding as big <laughs> yeah. as I can. Like,
0: it's awful. Right. We're scrutinized for every single thing, which is not fair. Yep. So it's not, it, it doesn't matter if I'm a comedic actor. If I'm not the body type you want.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. That is that's part of the the overcoming and the art scars. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not related, but they they make it related. Right. And I I literally like to, if I'm being 100% honest and vulnerable, which is something I do, I guess. <laughs> um, I had a huge eating disorder that I'm still overcoming. Mm-hmm. I recently lost 25 pounds because I have been um, being intentional about. Since so as I get back into music, mm-hmm. you know I always thought I have to get healthy and then get back into music. But I realized like music is the one thing that is helping to heal me, yeah. and the thing that's scaring like the tools like it's like you won't even use the tools that you need
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, to heal yourself. And I'm just like man, to get back on stage again means I'm putting myself yeah. in more pain before I get better because mm-hmm. people are cruel, people are mean. Not only am I aware of what people think and uh, their standard and what they expect. They're still comparing me to my past, but then they're even just looking at me now and like, what is she doing up there? She's not allowed to feel sexy. She shouldn't be dancing. Look at her jiggle. Like, people have said mean things. Like, um, I've gotten, like, throw-up faces under my pictures. I've, I've had people look figure out who I was from the past. like, Oh, my gosh, I found her. I found her from that band. She got fat. And, like, people, uh, the last thing someone said about me was under, uh, someone shared my YouTube, mm-hmm. and a random man was like, oh, look, it's the poor man's Lizzo. Jesus. Um, and I just look oh at that gosh. and I was just like. And when it first started happening, I was actually in a play, a musical with Catco, and it was amazing. 100th anniversary for the Harlem Renaissance. It was beautiful. But it was my first time. Are you newbie? Yeah. <gasps> I saw you. I was the girl in the orange dress. You are beautiful thank you it was it was wonderful it, <laughs> it was a great show it, it was healing for me yeah. i ran out of rehearsals though and like would go into the bathroom and cry sometimes because i'd have anxiety i'm gonna cry now if i talk too much about it but i'd have anxiety I would have, I would have moments where i would remember what it was like to be in hollywood and have the mm. camera in my face and i'm telling me i can't dance when i was like the top dancer in my class at school because of my freedom mm. it wasn't based on skill it was based on wow she's so confident we could teach her the rest but now it was like oh girl Mm-mm. And my confidence was just stripped. Jeez. And I felt like I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm not a teenager anymore. And yet I'm being critiqued. They're, they're not doing it to be mean, but now it's just, like, triggering that. Right. And it's right. making me feel like, what am I doing up here? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I have to throw my arms. I'm fat. No one's going to think I'm mm-hmm. beautiful. And, and you know, and it ended up in the news, the dispatch. Everyone's going to see this. And just I had to really, like like, calm yeah. myself, coach myself, mm-hmm. and just be there for myself and tell myself, like, I – I cannot wait until I fit into this standard before I think I'm worthy or else no one else ever will. And even if I achieve this body, if I think I have to maintain it to be worthy, that's what developed into an eating disorder in Mm -hmm. the first place. Right. And I think I had to just realize, like, I'm going to have to constantly fight for my worth and, and that's just the way it is. And now, like, you know, singing again and putting myself out there and moving my body and letting my talent actually be about my voice mm-hmm. has helped me feel confident enough to make the, the changes and to realize the tra- and to face the trauma that was causing destructive behaviors mm-hmm. and to just take back my health for all the right reasons because I couldn't separate taking back my health from all the contaminating terrible reasons that made me feel like mm-hmm. I never want to be back there I never want to be called like looked at as if that's all I'm worth right. by men and by the industry mm-hmm. and um, like I was in team people before and they called me the eye candy of the group. I didn't have a very strong voice because uh, I never really you know I was just a good singer but I was really sweet
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I just I just I took years like years at a time before coming back out into music like developing my voice and learning every little thing. Right that's how, how I became my voice teachers because yeah. I just like did that for myself and I'm like obsessed with feeling freedom in my mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. and um, because I need to feel that and once I found that I just felt like you know I have to I have to put my voice out even though it's in this body mm-hmm. and just and just like somehow deal with the fact that I can you know that I'm aware that not everybody will give me a chance how do you and that has been just an interesting very very interesting journey but I feel good now like I feel so proud of myself and I wouldn't have been able to start facing some of the trauma that started on this eating disorder and I wouldn't have been able to take steps and I literally like I I said I just lost 25 pounds and it's not about weight Mm -hmm. it's about like I can't believe like I have my power back I'm like getting my power back and it came I I looked powerful on stage but in in secret I was just like trying to write and I was just like fighting demons and fighting my own voices and it was just like that's not good enough it's never gonna be good enough and I was just like going I just put it down like I can't do this but it's just like you get more scared of never doing it again than you do Mm -hmm. of you know it not being good enough how do you explain that to the youth then like how (laughs) I mean I know that we just talk
3: Yeah,
1: I just come in there as me and I wait until they feel like they can't do something and then Um, everyone's so different, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of just show them they can. I think that's the thing. You make it simple. You take the pressure off. You act stupid first. I think that's what I do. Uh Like even like when I'm, when I'm seeing, uh, (laughs) vocal lessons, a lot of I, this is an interesting thing, um, that I recognize it's, it's really become like therapy and all of the women that I get, all of them end up crying or having a deep, breakthrough mm-hmm. even some have like had to stop the class early and say, i'm sorry i can't do this mm-hmm. and they're like i can't i can't and it usually has to do with like whenever i'm asking them to um surpass a certain volume in their voice like raise their voice mm-hmm. or to try it's it's like this silencing thing that's happened mm-hmm. to them in life and the only time i've seen it happen to a man is when they had been violated like in a um, like maybe they're, or if they're trans or if they're like, mm-hmm. they've been violated in that way, that's the only time. And the reason I know all their business is because that's what happens in these lessons. You think you're just coming to sing, but all of a sudden it, it, it takes you into this deep, vulnerable place where you're like, who am I? Mm-hmm. And we end up having these things. And before you know it there, cause it's like, that's what you're doing when you go on stage. You're either performing and pouring out everything or you are a robot and it's not going to go very far and it is so hard to bare your soul because you have to get to know your soul and damn that's hard it is awful it's 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 challenging so that's why like i have a great respect um for teaching because i realize what they're going through and Mm -hmm. i'm just like like i don't know we just create this space and i need that i need them to help keep me Doing this, my own work in my own heart, mm-hmm. and that oftentimes when I didn't want to, I would think of them and say like, I can't be a hypocrite. I have to do this, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I had told you before we started like there's a special school that just started in Columbus mm-hmm. called Heartland, yeah. Heartland High School. They're a recovery school, and they all their students, uh, and they don't have that many. So um, anybody listening, they need students. They want they want to spread we the get word. This word out there. Yeah, yeah, they want to spread the word. They want people because it's like anyone anyone who's in high school who has um, experienced a substance abuse or addiction it's a safe place Mm -hmm. where it's a curriculum that's completely centered around recovery and they're getting the care they need they're getting amazing resources like i don't get to go into every school but they like i literally just made a short film with some kids and created all original music where they could tell their story and it's just fun and it's just like the arts are healing
2: it it is healing. healing
1: yep and the, these kids are years-wise beyond a lot of, mm-hmm. like, you know, the regular students that are just their peers because they've had to do deep soul-searching. Mm-hmm. and At a young age. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're getting, there's having somebody say, like, you are good enough. Yeah. You are worth it. That's... And for them, like, it can be the difference. You, when you come, sometimes people don't change until it's, like, life or death, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so for them, for them, it could be that. Right. We need to talk about Yeah,
0: we're gonna dig in. (laughs) No, I get it. I mean, it's you know, it's the same way with with some of the actors. It's like we talked about this in different podcasts before. That uh, I, as a teacher, you know, it's like you want to connect to the piece that you're singing. Yeah. But if you connect so much that your junk comes out, Mm -hmm. I am not going to say use it. I'm going to say we should probably find a different piece Mm because I'm not a counselor. Mm -hmm. I am not going to take you through the healing of this. You need to work that out somewhere else. Wow. We find our, like, just to keep it safe. I wow. There were numerous times in college where it got to such a heart-wrenching, uncomfortable place. Mm-hmm.
1: And the director said, oh, use that. Uh, that could be good or dangerous. It, it's good in the moment.
0: And then suddenly the curtain comes down and you're yeah, left with this crap mess. hanging in the air. Wow. That nobody's going to do anything about. Wow. But gosh darn it, you played that role well with all that trauma back there. Great. Once again, we get
1: to the celebrities and why you see them yeah. spiraling and going. People are judging them like you don't even know like mm-hmm. how you don't have to face. So it's it's tearing you apart yeah. every day. No, and it's you
0: know it's like as an actor. Oh well, we we're playing a role. We're playing somebody different. Mm, not really. Yeah, no. A lot of times we're reaching into our own pockets to yeah. figure out. Who is this
1: person? Um, and acting is hard. Kirsten Upchurch, yes. she was working. Do you know her? I work at CatCo.
0: Yeah. Oh. I, didn't, I <laughs> don't know. I started at CatCo when you guys were doing UV. So oh, I got yeah. to sit in on one rehearsal with Q and just kind of talk with Stephen about directing. So.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I love Kirsten. And um, we were just talking about possibly, I hope, maybe I'll work with her because she works somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about getting together. But I'm kind of taking the rest of this year to honestly like, focus on my health and yeah. keep doing the work yeah. in my own heart which I learned to do. Which is amazing. I'm learning to do it, believe it or not. It's crazy, because the reason I learned to do it, side note, is because I started to, because I was being vulnerable in my pieces, I started getting Mm -hmm. recruited to perform at, in places where it's like all about healing, like the YWCA or Columbus Mm -hmm. Museum of Art was doing this thing, or Mm -hmm. uh, Rise Sister Rise was having girls, I like sat and listened to girls' uh, suicide attempt stories. And all these things, when I would talk, I would realize, this is my chance to get whole, too. I'm mm-hmm. not over here pretending I know right. how to heal these people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Hey, I'm sitting with you guys. Right. Yeah. And that's when I, I would sit and I would listen to the other speakers come and talk about mm-hmm. mental health and trauma and how it affects the body. And I'd just mm-hmm. be, I'd be backstage, just got done performing my piece, and I would be, like, tears dripping. I'd be like, that's what I've been going through all my no. life. And I never got help. So mm-hmm. I started to realize, like, I don't need to stop the work because this, you know, my past is what fuels me to have compassion. Mm-hmm. But... I do, it is the most responsible thing I could do for these people I want to help is right. to finally like continue to take that time for me, so, but yeah. Um, but seeing you go through it, I mean, as, as a youth or as one of your
0: students, seeing that you are, you're not above them. Like you said, you're sitting with Yeah, them. I admit it all That's the time. That's huge. I mean, that, for for a teenage girl to hear, I'm sitting beside you. I'm not above you. I'm not yeah. behind you. I'm literally beside you in the muck.
1: Yeah. In my own muck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I make sure to tell them that the only reason why I'm my age in the muck is because no one was there to help me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want them to think that this has to be a lifelong struggle. Right. And, um And that, that encourages me to know, like, what I went through is now being used so that someone does not have mm-hmm. to go through a decade of hiding. Right. <laughs> you will yeah. not. I tell them, like, you, won't, you're, you will not go through this. Mm-hmm. You are going through this now. Right. And they believe it. And I see them start to get free. And I'm like, oh, then it's okay. Awesome. Then it's yeah. worth it. I'm not mad anymore. Right. Yeah. But that helps you, though, too. It does. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what we were talking about before. I, I have no idea. No, this, yeah, this is amazing. But, <laughs> this is how the show goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can you understand. about Patco, Kirsten. Kirsten. You and Kirsten were going to chat about Oh, she together. is freaking amazing. So she, she mentored me in acting because mm-hmm. I like, she just liked me, which I'm like, thanks. So she's like, you know what? I like you. I think I'm going to mentor you in acting. I was like, yay. And so I swear, Mm -hmm. most vulnerable I've ever had to be even more than singing. Really? Yes. Well, and I don't think that's universal because other people have done acting, and then when they come in singing. That's how I am. Yeah, because I've had people who are, like, literally coaching. Like, they're, like, women coach. They coach people in confidence when they come in my sing class, and they're like, hmm. Such too vulnerable for me. Yeah. So I think it's just like, I've been singing my whole life. I oh, almost yeah. hide behind how confident I am because it's yeah. not a skill I, can, I right. can put out there. Like, if you don't like me, you don't like my body, you might not like all these things, but you're not, you are not like my singing because I worked on that. Yeah. I used that
0: I too. I see these women in the gym that are like these perfect bodies and don't have a drip of sweat. And I look at them
1: and I'm like, I can
0: monologue better than you any day.
1: <laughs> but she, I mean, <laughs> it's, you got to be able to do that. Like, well, I'm confident, but... Like when I was in acting old boot camp she was doing it was just me there wasn't even people watching me and maybe that made it even more scary cuz no one yeah. else was oh my gosh like she we were in the catco space too mm-hmm. and i just remember she asked me to do some crazy ridiculous thing and i'm pretty crazy i'm yeah. like dancing in parking lots like mm-hmm. i'm very open and bold but i was shaking like a rabbit with a shotgun in her face mm-hmm. i was just like I don't want to do this. Yep. And she and she did the whole use it, but she's. I think she's she's good she at it. She the she safety, knows how to yeah. do it because yeah. she's gone through. So she's kind of like how I do it on purpose with my students. Mm-hmm. It's like she used it on me, and I. It was one of the best things probably that I let myself go through, and I'm mad that it had to stop. Yeah. And she's gone now and everything, but man, she got. She was like, okay. Now draw a picture of important time in your life. I was like, "What are we doing? Is this therapy? What do I have to do? Can I just escape into someone else?" She's like, "No, because if you don't know where you end and that character begins, that's dangerous." And I'm gonna. So uh, she was really. She's really good. She's very good. And I. She. She used it as. She like did some little psychological numbers on me mm-hmm. and had me cry every time. I was scared. I wanted to. I was scared of that class. <laughs> But it really helped me, it really helped me a lot, and gave me great respect for her because, even like watching her role as a woman in the mm-hmm. company, I'm like, you're so good and you're so humble about it. Mm-hmm. She you know, is. well, you humble. She is. I think it was about a
0: month ago I got a message from her like, hey, we need to talk. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Everything okay? She literally just wanted to talk, and we had a wonderful three hour conversation. It was great, just sitting yeah. on our Zoom cameras and chatting together. Like, yeah, it's. But I think that that's that's also the power of the arts. Like again, you saying that you were—I was like, oh no! Now I know where I first heard your name was in Ubi.
1: Yay! But which was wonderful. I a that show. I want there to be more opportunities like that. We're working on it. I really hope so. We're hoping hoping that this little
0: coronavirus thing goes away so we can start getting people on stage. Yeah. I want there to be
1: more roles for me to audition to. We've, it was like that yeah. one space because of the Harlem Renaissance, and then right. I was like, I never saw another one. And that's something
0: that, that bothers me. Is like, why, why would you, as a performer, be seen first as a black woman and not as a performer?
1: You're a performer, and like, yeah.
0: why does that happen so often? And how do we get away from that?
1: And being intentional. Yeah. I think sometimes people think it's gonna have to happen over time passively, and it's not, and mm-hmm. that's what's mm-hmm. frustrating. It's like, right. no, you actually have to be intentional. Right. You might not get all the, t- the seats filled as fast as you would for this production because people need to adjust to change, and you, know, you have to find new ways to advertise and excite people about right. a different thing. Yeah. And that's what I see is people; everyone's not always willing to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know,
0: it's an interesting time to have a pandemic, yeah, because it is waking creatives up to say how can I be better?
1: Yeah.
0: And I, in, in a sense of not, you know, if this wasn't here, we wouldn't have time to really think about, oh, yeah. where's my heart right now with yeah. all of this. And, you know, even, even me, cause I direct little ones and making Which sure awesome. that
3: they're,
0: they're fun. <laughs> I love it. That's they're so fun. Cool. We just, we just did a workshop, a playwriting workshop, five girls, adorable. And like doing the weird stuff. They had a scene where they're supposed to get into this fight. I was like, all right guys, everybody stand up. You're gonna get into a squat. Okay. You're not gonna start the scene until I say go. And they're like, well, what, what's happening? I made them stand there for a minute in a squat. I'm like, now go ahead with the fight.
1: Interesting. They were like, Aah!
0: by the end of it. But it's like, this is where I want you to go. Yeah. I'm like, oh. you're not gonna make a squat again, are you? So I said, if you don't go get back to that energy again, yeah. you're gonna go back in the squat. So it's fun. Yeah. But these kids are like aching for this stuff right now. Yeah. They just want to they want to play, they want to learn. They want to learn stuff that they're interested in. Right? Not how do I learn common core mathematics over a
1: screen, which a uh, common course. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of kids wanting to know that adults want to too. They do. That's what I love is like there's always um I used to I've done a lot of random things um and because of the, the realistic part of age, how, you know, you can't be a ballerina forever, mm-hmm. I also use that to choose, like, okay, well, even though I don't think I'm too old to be uh, a singer, I definitely recognize that if I'm a writer and I want to write a novel and I'm a singer, I should probably do the book later on when yeah. I, does it doesn't matter. Save you know? that. For yeah. yeah. So I think it's, like, um, but one of the things I love is art, and I chose to pursue music more than mm-hmm. art, but I'll hope, I hope that I get to incorporate yeah. it. I just think that I should focus on music. But there was a time where I was hosting uh, paint workshops, you know, those wine and paint classes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I've hosted, like, almost 200 of those oh shows. Wow. That was, like, a whole season of my life. And I would, and I was, like, the party one. Everyone had a different personality. Yeah. So, if you wanted, like, a more calm one, you would go to Sarah. She's awesome. She's, like, a <laughs> really popular artist. Like, yeah. Like, most of a lot of murals around the city are done by Sarah Howe. She's amazing, by the way. Okay. Totally, if you need an interview sounds, subject, you can hit her up. Sounds familiar. <laughs> She's amazing. Okay. But she was my co-worker in that. We were contractors actually, mm-hmm. and I was the party one. So if while the first layer of paint dries, you're probably gonna get up and sing karaoke, or there's gonna be a dance contest, uh-huh. or you know, oh, yeah, pass absolutely. the mic and tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like while I was there, one of the things that I I remember feeling like was the be- the beginning of me being able to facilitate a sacred space mm. was these grown people. Would get become little four year olds mm-hmm. over some stupid painting. I'm mm-hmm. like, we're just painting a moon. It doesn't matter how it looks. And they're like, I can't get it. I can't. I'm like, and I would have to be like, they'd be like, they do it I'm like, me. bro, you're literally here to get drunk. And like, <laughs> and like, they'd be like, literally like, raising their hand like, ah. Oh. And the smear I tried to blend it and it didn't work and I'm like okay and like, could like please do it for me I'm like no. uh, oh they would like get mad I'd be afraid of getting bad reviews like if I don't fix this painting I'm fired like and they'd be like oh I'd, I'd fix it and they'd go oh, thank you so much but at the same time people would come in and be like oh my gosh I just got divorced and I'd be like oh my gosh this is so important right yeah. now where someone came in early and we sat down and they t- told me that you know, they have cancer and they just need mm. to get away. And it was, yeah. it got so, you never think it's going to be like that. Right. You think, oh, I'm just being an acting teacher. I don't realize that, like, oh, I'm just being a voice coach. Oh, okay. And you just become that and you realize, like, this is a sacred space. Mm-hmm. This is this is what art is. Yeah. And I know that. And I this just reminded yeah. me that that's right. what it is. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was my watching people who, like, we did, like, this corporate thing for one of the bigger, like, a big bank thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, like, a meeting where they all drove in for this one, like, corporate meeting, and they're all in suits. But it was, like, really entertainment. like, and now, to take a break, we have uh, so-and-so and, and me. And we, like, played music and had them all draw. And then, like, we, like, I had a moment with one of them, and they were crying. And they're like, yeah, my, like, someone's in the hospital right now. And this just, I don't know why, I'm getting so emotional and thinking about my whole life. And, and I was like, wow, art is so...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: it is it
0: Really is. where you least expect it to be too yeah. like I the, think
2: that's why like during like the pandemic because that's obviously the, yeah. the, the current cultural touch point but I think like in moments historical moments of crisis that's when yeah. the artists mm-hmm. they go to work, we, yeah. we go to work because that's yeah. like we yep. first of all it's our way of processing what the hell is going I'm on sure that. and it's also like it's, it's our way of like trying to Make sense of it for other people and hopefully kind yeah. of write something. I mean, you think about like the 1960s and the music, the incredible mm-hmm. music that came out in the 1960s. And modern day, it's, it's a little different, but now it's, you know, video's a big thing and, and, and people, you know, still pursuing art and music. And, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, that sort of thing is what's going to sustain yeah. people and, and help people get through the shitstorm that we're <laughs> still in the middle of.
0: I watched. I watched a Broadway show. I mean it was recorded in two thousand four. But it I cannot recall the last time I've had chills just straight up and down my arms. And I'm like, I'm glad nobody's here because I'm like sitting and crying at the table over a carousel. Like, Come on. <laughs> Shut up. But it's <laughs> a good show. It is well, and it was done by a really good cast. But yeah. still it's like the the idea of sitting there for me, and I'm sure you feel this way about sitting there and listening and seeing the action. and I don't forget what it's like, but mm-hmm. I've forgotten how good it feels yeah. and how how it is to sit in a seat and watch people pouring themselves
1: out with their craft right mm-hmm. in front of you. like. And the fact that you can still feel that, I think, is powerful because some people fight that feeling. Yeah, I think part of art scars is... when you realize, like, oh, the life isn't a musical, and you can't even be hit. You can't even do that little suspension of disbelief thing. I honestly, I had to get that back, too. I had to, like, look at family movies and allow myself to feel, because Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to be stronger than wanting that, Mm. ever. And that's sad. And I think, like, yeah, man, like, I'm just grateful that, one thing you said, sorry, I'm thinking. One thing you said, you oh, were like, oh, man. Was it oh, wrong man. or right? I'm sorry. No, you were like, okay. art's so important. And I just thought in my head, because I'm an artist, too, Like I'm, I'm always thinking on both. I'm like, yeah, it is. But I was thinking as like, art an artist from the other side of like the struggle of being an artist. I'm like, mm-hmm. And it really sucks that mm-hmm. a lot of the most talented people are still struggling to be valued. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, we're so important. I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm still fighting for like,
2: yeah. yeah. No, you know. it's, we, we represent a very important... I mean, you so more so than I do in, in what you're doing, but... Don't you a, discredit a, yourself.
1: Well, yeah, don't do that. Don't you believe part. We're trained. We're <laughs> trained to do that. We are.
2: <laughs> you're helping people. I'm making dumb commercials, so, I mean... Like.
1: Hey, I'm in some of those. I, I'll be in some if you
2: need. <laughs> sure, I love, I I love this yes. over. It's my run. favorite. For I sure. wanted
1: to do that actually full long time.
2: You know, but, like, it, we serve such an important part for people and society and culture yeah, so much. and but as artists were so regularly crapped on for yeah. these, oh well you're you're just doing you like singing so there so you should just do you it just do it for yeah. free right? yeah right. exactly you know or, or I, I like making video and animation so you should just do yeah. that right mm-hmm. you should just yeah well that's really expensive i don't think i want to spend that right. much money on
1: even though your camera yeah. costs more than nice <laughs>
2: yeah exactly and, and yeah so it, it,
1: it's it's and it's disheartening because it it it's a trick of the mind that mm-hmm. makes you feel like if I really were a true artist, if I were more noble, right. I would just I would be do soft. It. And yes.
2: gaslighting, too. It's it so to that. Yeah. Other people so do that. They, they gaslight you and say, well, I mean, like, I mean, this, you know, whatever the situation is. It, yeah, it's. And it's
1: hard because the truth is, and this is something my mentor told me, because um, he didn't want me to go bitter and not want to mm. keep doing stuff. And mm-hmm. he was like, Gabby, it's, you're very charitable, and it's not that you should stop. It's just that you need to not let others dictate your charity because mm-hmm. there's times where obviously there's a school, they don't have any money. I want to work with their kids. I'm going to be up there. Yeah. But if I don't, if I'm not responsible and if I don't see my own worth enough mm-hmm. to where I do what it takes to continue to build and preserve this, yeah. then I'm not not going to help the people I want to help. Mm-hmm. And that's really irresponsible. And yeah. I had to start to see the, the difference and draw that boundary mm-hmm. and require people to value me. And it's, I'm still in those beginning stages so I still get anxious about it. Yeah. I still get especially because I wanted to be all like super genuine and make sure I'm having messages in my music. So now it's like, mm-hmm. well, you're an activist, so this is for a good cause. And it's like, but you're a giant corporation and you uh-huh. have a lot of money uh-huh. and I yeah. can't afford yeah. for you to use me. Yeah. Even though I really wanna be a part of what you're doing. Wow. I know you're going to pay this other person, like, a lot of money, yeah. and you need to at least yep. help me pay rent if I'm going to put a month into this performance. It's just so
0: weird because yeah. this it's is hard. Is, I actually have been thinking about this, like, how how separated it is, you know, because we offer these classes, but the kids that are taking them are the ones that can afford them. How are we meeting kids that cannot afford these classes? Yeah. So it's like, how can I, as a private teacher, get a kid ready for college that may not be able to pay for my services? Like, yeah. I, need to, I need to allow that to happen. I don't know where to start, and I don't, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, I want to make sure that this kid feels enabled, even though they can't take dance lessons, and they can't take singing lessons, and yeah. they can't take acting lessons. How can I step into that void? Not dancing. This does not dance. But, you know, how can I step into the other voids
1: Yeah.
0: as a service to somebody else who would not have that opportunity?
1: I think that's a really good question. I really do. Yeah. And I think I would love to talk about that another time. Yeah. But like, no, for real, like, I think there are people who are doing that and there yeah. are people who know how to do that well. Like, right. even like, um, you know, Dante knows Jackie, called her own, and Jackie I and know so, Jackie. You know, she was my mentor when I was a teenager. Was she really? Yeah, like, she's like, the she introduced me to my, she took me to theater, she got yeah. me on stages, she's the one who connected me with the people who eventually connected me with people who signed me. Like, yeah. she did all that not because she wanted anything, but because she, she saw this like, poor foster kid with a lot of talent who was very misunderstood i was just very wild i had no boundaries i had no aware like self awareness i mm-hmm. was just i was really labeled very hardly i skipped i like went i switched schools 5 times just because i felt like i didn't belong anywhere mm-hmm. and she just took my little bleeding heart and put paintbrushes in it like mm-hmm. she put paintbrushes in my hands and she she enrolled me i was like oh you can go to camp Um, with Susie Simpson. There's a girl's really, you you might know her, but this goes camp with a bunch of people in it. And I was just like, I can't afford that. She's like, oh, it's so glad that they got scholarships. She's like, trust me, I can get you in. And she was just like, like," I look back, I'm like, why did you do that for me? It's like, I think you just know, like, you can't change everything for everybody, but you just gotta trust your instincts. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, I'm very thankful that whatever she just decided to take me aside and put a little extra time Mm to me, she even, like, she, has pro- she probably doesn't even remember everything, but she, like, coached me through period cramps. Like, she was Aww. like, oh, you're going to be okay. Like, she was just there, and because of her, I know that I'm making a difference, even when people mm-hmm. don't think I am. Like, I've had, I have I even had at one point, like, maybe last year, I think, uh, a school that I was working in, mostly volunteering because I didn't have money. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, uh, he they got a new principal, and he... Saw that the kids were acting rambunctious, that it was taking a while to calm them down, and mm-hmm. some of them were acting up. And he's like, I just want you to know, like, these any breakthroughs that you see are short lived. These kids are not appreciative. They do not know. They, they, they just don't, they take for granted all the resources we pour into them. And I know he was trying to say that for my sake, right? So that I to would be like, yeah. but I was, I was insulted. So yeah. I was like, and I, I was trying to find a way to not be disrespectful, but I was like, I'm sorry, sir, but these breakthroughs will last the rest of their lives you may not see it for 10 yeah, years. They may not even see it. Right. But I know. I know that this is working. Uh-huh. And I just was like, hmm. and he just probably thought it was foolish, but I just remember that moment because he's very privileged and he came into mm-hmm. this like under, inner city school. I'm like, you have no idea mm-hmm. when you finally and, and in that session when I finally got the kids to talk mm-hmm. and I kind of let the kids who weren't mm-hmm. who who weren't going to be part of it just
2: okay, so you can't be in here.
1: Right. That's when they break down mm-hmm. and one of the the song we made was amazing and uh, the main singer of that song was someone who I actually was like a little triggered by him at first mm-hmm. and that's when I have to like remember like my own trauma and I remember what it was like to be a kid. I remember I just was like, oh my gosh this kid is like not even being himself he's so annoying and I was like, wait, why is he not being himself? Oh, for survival mode he's being who he thinks he needs to be let me find out who he really is and that's when he actually became like the clingiest one and I was like what are you gonna do and he like took over the whole song and he reached out to me a whole year later and said I'm still doing music I want you to know I'm in a better place I'm going for the um, National Guard like I said I would as soon as I turn 18 and I just want you to know that like thank you for coming and I was like see I knew and it it just so happened. he's the only kid that's been that intentional but the fact that he did, and it happens to be the same school where that principal said it wasn't gonna last. Mm-hmm. It's like definitely on purpose. I'm uh-huh. oh like,
0: yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and that's
0: giving them the opportunity to feel they are worth something. Yeah, they're
1: worth a lot. And you can't be like offended. Like I think, Mm-mm. I think, that's what I try to remember is not to be offended by. How messy it can be mm-hmm. it can be really easy to run and I do oh, think so... I need you need boundaries you know mm-hmm. like I'm learning self-care to get away yeah but ultimately like just remembering what it was like to be that crazy that scared yeah
0: it's scary it's scary to be that age and to feel like mm, pretty much all the world is looking down on you right now because you're yeah. just annoying, and you're a burden and you're expensive and you're a problem that's yeah, yeah. That's why I love working with middle school and high school kids. Like, yeah. You're not, actually. And I'm as mature as they are, so it works out really well. <laughs> Same!
1: Yeah. Same. They're like, I'm like, yo, I'm so glad I get to talk to you guys right now. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you talk about boys?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always geek out with my
1: kids. And I, I mean, I've, I've gotten to
0: the point with a lot of my students that, you know, we end the lesson going, oh, 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 I love yeah. you, I love you. Yeah. like, I... That probably, that's so cool. It's probably not professional to some
1: degree, but I did these. I are think about kids. that too. I'm like, am I being professional? The fact that they want to like talk to me a little too much. I'm like, no. That's just, the the thing is, society is so messed up that we think that that's not that, that that's right. not good. Right.
3: I'm
1: like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if Jackie was professional, she probably wouldn't have like been everything I needed her to be. Mm-hmm. You know, she just was good at being a human. Right. Yeah. She's a great human. Yeah oh my gosh we could go
0: on for like hours and hours but I probably should revive my husband relieve my husband yeah. and his children revive, too. revive what, him what to yeah us? actually well he's been with the kids all day so it <laughs> might be true yeah. actually right? yeah i have
3: gotten, gotten a
0: lot of buzzes happening so I'm a little yeah. afraid to look at the Uh-oh. phone let's be honest it was wonderful to meet you and we're hanging out soon yay because we've got a lot to yeah <laughs> we just need to talk more you wanna, do you want to do you want to send us off
2: with your but you do such a much a better job. I've gotten
0: better at it. You what, are have? You, what are you talk about? Your outros? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have not <laughs> ever liked these, so I've made him do them so many times. It's not that I can't do it, it just feels like. Thank you for stopping
3: by
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Speak Easily with Krista Stauffer.
2: Well, I'm say Krista it, like sta- that. it
0: does, well, because it feels I'm tacky. It's got an
2: NPR quality Hi. to it. That's yeah. cool. Chris, I'm Krista.
0: That hurts my voice. Yeah. I'm so right. vocally yeah. fatigued from teaching.
2: If you like what you hear, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, that's why we pander to it all the time. Uh, but it's, it's also lovely hearing from I'm sorry, people. we, we been, do
3: what?
0: I, <laughs> pander.
2: Krista panders a little bit. I don't, but.
1: Um. You still want to like the, the outro? <laughs> Krista pander, Krista, Krista pander, pander, Krista <laughs> pander. <laughs> you guys are silly. Um,
2: but, uh, no, it, we really appreciate it. We love the feedback too. We did uh, that live show a, a week or so ago. Fun. And that was really fun. Yeah. We should definitely do another one of those sometime soon. Um, and uh, if you have suggestions for guests or questions for us, hit us up. Facebook is probably the best place to find us. Yeah,
3: you know.
2: Facebook. Yeah, yay Facebook. On, yeah. On. <laughs> um, and, yeah, what else am I missing here?
1: Oh, you... if you want to find out yes. more. Yes, thank you. I so, usually forget so this, at this yes. stuff. <laughs> but if you want to find out more about me and my music mm-hmm. or my vocal lessons, you can go to my website, gabrielsalange.com. And also, you can follow me on IG, with our Instagram at Gapsol Story, or as long as TikTok's around, because I don't know how long these
0: days. <laughs> I don't, I know, I don't days. know, but yeah. I just
1: joined, and I I actually like it's it? it's the most successful I've ever been on social media. Okay. I have like I checked this morning, and in the last month, it has four over four hundred thousand views. I've never been like it's wow. like I'm like I found my audience, and it might be going away. <laughs> but yeah, you can go on TikTok. I'm Gabrielle Solange on TikTok too. Yep, awesome. you're amazing. <laughs> Thanks thank you for you. thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. me. This is an adventure. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen when you show up at a random place. <laughs> right? You're like, there's
0: a microphone. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Yep. This is and that should that should be like the tagline of our yep. podcast. There's a mic. Yep. Let's go. go. <laughs> let's go. Yep.
2: That's cool. You guys are super cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Watch out for those bath salt zombies. Boxland Media. Think big.